This is episode 142 of the Relate podcast on the importance of sensory discovery with Jamie Rose Levy. We are spending more and more time in the online world, looking through our screens and increasingly disconnected with those around us. But studies have proven that it's real-life meaningful relationships that bring us the most joy and happiness. It's all about human connection and conversing with people from a variety of backgrounds. Worlds change when eyes meet. So let's sit down and relate. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of Relate. We have another amazing guest joining us on today's episode. Her name is Jamie Rose Levy, and Jamie is the founder of a company called Meep, which is doing some amazing work in the digital wellness space, specifically around focusing on sensory discovery, interacting with the physical world, very important stuff when it comes to the world of digital wellness. She is also the director of engagement for the Digital Wellness Collective. For many of you loyal listeners out there, I know that we have had many guests from the Digital Wellness Collective join us. So we talk a lot about her work in digital wellness, the creation of her company Meep, what she is doing with the Digital Wellness Collective now, and specifically the Digital Wellness Institute. We also talk about enhancing ourselves in the physical world, what it means to enlighten our journeys, and to also give people our full undivided attention. This is a very fruitful episode that I think all of you will really enjoy. If you like this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, let us know your thoughts. So without further ado, let me please introduce today's guest of Relate, Jamie Rose Levy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Relate Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. Her name is Jamie Rose Levy. And Jamie, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and continue the conversation. Yes, me too. We connected, I guess it was almost a year ago. It was right before the pandemic that we had the opportunity to meet in New York. We were going to an event together, the All Tech is Human event, which was amazing. It was a great opportunity. Or actually, we we had met up before that, correct? We had a, a dinner and then a, a group of us were going to that event afterwards. And it was so uh, amazing to just meet you and to hear about the work that you're doing with Meep. You're also doing a lot of work specifically with the Digital Wellness Collective as well, which I think a lot of our listeners will enjoy hearing about your role for that organization as well. So I'm very excited to have you here to to dive into the conversation. Yes, me too. And it's so interesting how time has gone by in this past year, especially. But I'm just beyond grateful that we did have the opportunity to connect with fellow New York members of the Digital Wellness Collective in real life. And that was one of the first and definitely not the last, but the first before this pandemic that we were able to connect and have really 
deep, genuine conversations about what we're doing and how we envision the future of technology supporting us. So the fact that we were able to follow that wonderful dinner and discussion with the All Tech is Human event was amazing and really, truly inspires me to continue the work that we're doing every day. It's really hard to believe that that was last February, but I know. the work we're doing just is always evolving. So I'm grateful that we're adapting and evolving with it. Well, and I remember too, you did something really thoughtful when we had met up is you gave everyone a little gift. It was uh, it was like a card uh, with, I guess, like a sensory thing inside, which I thought was really neat. For our listeners out there who, who are like, what is Pat talking about? Maybe you could just, <laughs> before diving in, you could explain, uh, I guess, what that was. What was that gift that you gave all of us? Oh, well, I really appreciate you receiving the gift. And essentially what it was, was a card sharing my appreciation for all of us meeting up in real life and inviting us to connect with our senses. So something that is vital in today's digital world is our physical connection in the real world outside of the screen. So these cards were essentially that invitation to really feel, you know, what's the sensation of a pipe cleaner or a soft flower or smelling essential oils and really just connecting. Some of the cards had tea inside and I tried to make them unique for each person. And it's really- Yeah, I think, I think I got a feather. Oh, a feather, yes. So yeah. um, what's also beautiful with, with those cards specifically was we not only touched upon sensory discovery and sensory play, but also the connection with the elements. So feathers are a symbol of the air element. So when we're able to connect with the elements of ourselves through our senses and the elements of the universe, it's such a great way to get grounded. And when we're overusing our technology, if we can really connect with the air element of seeing the feather, of feeling the sensation on our fingers, but also reminding ourselves to breathe and connect with the air element because the breath is our tempo. And often when we're behind a screen, it's easy to forget that we're sensory beings. Yes. Oh my gosh. This, this resonates with me so much. I think that when, especially when talking about digital wellness, the emphasis on, on, tangibility i think is so important and as you say the the relationship the physical connection to the real world for many of our listeners they know that that i'm a, an actor and this i think this is a big reason why i was drawn to the theater arts to the performing arts is that it involves doing something tangible with your body connecting with your fellow human beings and I think when it comes to practicing digital wellness, I think a really important added component is doing something tangible. So whether it's connecting to your senses through the generous cards that you gave us, or whether it's playing an instrument, or, or perhaps it's baking cookies or whatever it may be, I think this is something that is super important, especially nowadays where as you just said, we spend so much time looking at our screens inside the online world that, you know, it's it's a very intangible space. You can't really give Facebook a hug or you can't really, you know, play with 
Instagram with your hands, you know, even though I guess technically you're using your, your thumbs and your fingers to, to click on things. But I, you know, I really love what you're saying about, you know, this connection to the physical world. Thank you. And I'm glad it resonates because it really is so important to connect back with our physical body. And in terms of that relationship with enhancing our digital and physical environments, that's something that we dive into within the Digital Wellness Institute certification course. And for the environment week, I actually included kind of like a scavenger hunt um, playbook where people can take a moment to connect with each of their senses and then have actionable tips to bring it to life. So a simple thing could be when you're eating and if you're in front of your screen, just to take a moment to really notice, you know, what's the temperature of the food you're eating? What does it smell like? What does it look like? What does it taste like? And if you are able to put the screen away during your meal, having a mindful moment when you're connecting with your food and really just appreciating the nourishment that it's providing for you. So there's so many things to talk about. And I'm just so excited that we're able to have the time and space to continue the discussion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think this discussion, it will only continue as technology continues to advance. So I'm wondering if we could pull back a little bit and kind of start with your origin story a little bit. Where does your story in the world of mindful tech use and digital wellness begin? It's beautiful because throughout our personal transformations, we're able to fully experience and understand the problems and come together in creating the solutions of why and how we can solve them. So my story started when I was 18 years old and started a social media marketing company with my cousin called wow. Savvy Sister Media. At, at, at 18 years old. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it was a, just a passion project. I really felt this calling that I had the ability and interest to come together and use my skills to help small businesses use social media to be good. And through that project and through working on that for over three years, I really was so immersed in the social media space from all aspects, from you know a business perspective perspective, but also from a consumer. And it was great. But then I experienced my personal tech burnout. And from that pitfall, from experiencing the over tech usage firsthand, it really just woke me up. And through this awakening process, I found the desire to search for something deeper. So when I started Savvy Sisters Media, I was still in college. So it was a great side hustle. I was able to post on Facebook and get paid while I was in the back of lecture halls learning interpersonal communications and advertising. And throughout my senior year, I came to be very close with the entrepreneurship program at Delaware. And my mentor just kept sharing with me that this model of social media marketing isn't something that you can make money when you sleep. So it didn't count as an entrepreneurial venture. And I wasn't, quote unquote, you know, an entrepreneur yet. So that really put a fire under me. And it was very frustrating because I was making money as a college student, but it wasn't considered entrepreneurial. So through this process, 
my own tech burnout and having a mentor that had a lot of tough love for me was how my interest in sensory discovery was born. And I applied for the University of Delaware Hen Hatch competition with the concept of intratext, of interactive text. And for me, the reason I came up with that was because I had a self-help book to help me with my tech burnout and I carried it with me everywhere and I couldn't get myself to read this book. And I'm like, oh, the book is too boring. Technology is so much more interesting. How can I make the book an interactive experience? And that's when I really started researching sensory discovery and all that goes into it. And through that competition, we were able to, or we were invited to the Summer Founders program, which is really a startup program kind of similar to Y Incubator, but shortened and way more intense. So it was the summer after I graduated that I was working on this concept of interactive technology and connecting to our senses. And it was the best learning experience ever because when you fall, it's all about when you get back up and what you're doing to keep getting back up. So this program was very much like Shark Tank. Every week you pitched to a panel of six to eight investors. Wow. And every they told me that my problem was too big and that I could not solve it. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. It was really, really transformational, but it was invaluable skills that I gained from presenting, from creating PowerPoints, from starting over every single week because they actually had something called the bottom three. So they would basically put the bottom three teams in this incubator program on the board all week to be like the wall of shame. And the whole summer, my team was was on that board. So it really, really drove me to continue figuring out what is it that we need to do to solve this problem because it's a huge problem that I was experiencing firsthand and through the customer discovery that we were advised to conduct through this program it was a problem for everyone so that's how Meep was born it was really born out of frustration they did not like my name I was like you know what I'm coming up with something else we're calling it Meep Meep's my favorite word I love to say it and that's <laughs> about how Meep was born <laughs> oh it's amazing that like that journey I I can't even imagine having gone through that process as you said of course you you learn so many things but it's it's apparent that you really had to go through a lot of struggle and failure with people telling you no, people telling you that your business wasn't entrepreneurial. And now you've come out the other end. And especially now we're in an age where I think that digital wellness is really growing in awareness with regards to t people talking about the importance of our relationship to technology and how we can be more mindful about that. And, you know, through the creation of MEEP, you've really created this organization in a lot of ways, a movement to educate people on these things. So I know that MEEP is an acronym for something. So I would love for you to share with our listeners what the MEEP stands for, and then also why you chose these words for, for MEEP to represent. Oh, thank you so much. And although MEEP is so fun to say, it's very much a reset word. So in moments where I've been frustrated, as I just shared with that story, you can say MEEP and, you know, just 
come back to yourself, but also with any emotion, you could be sad and say meep or be really excited and say meep meep. So it really is <laughs> in that sense because it can be used in any context that feels right to you and aligned with your intuition in that moment. That being said, it's also packed with so much meaning. So when you break it down, it stands for meditative experiences evolving purpose. So meditative in the sense that when we were talking about being present in the moment, you're just being with yourself. Any experience can be meditative. If you're taking a walk, if you're doing your morning routine and brushing your teeth, that can be meditative if you have that awareness. And experiences of the whole sensory discovery conversation and evolving with our technology to align with our purpose. We're all here for a reason and a why that's unique to our divine journeys. So really just bringing the attention back to what is our why and how can we use meditative experiences to evolve our purpose of being here. Wow. Yeah, that that's really powerful. I I I love what you're saying too. It I, I feel like so much is focusing on our own awareness, our our self-awareness of ourselves and, and then the awareness around other pe people as well and our our surroundings. I think it's something that now especially we really need to practice. So I, I really love how this this M of MEEP stands for meditative because I think that just in that word alone, it, it speaks speaks volumes. And and so what what does the the EEP of, of MEEP stand for? So the second E is experiences and the third or sorry, uh mindful M E experiences, the second E is evolving, and the P is purpose. So yeah, you could definitely see how all those three, or I guess all those four, I should say, relate to one another and also speak to each other too. Mm -hmm. And I guess, was there a specific reason why you chose these words for, because I you, you have your reason for making the M meditative. I'm wondering if you could elaborate more on the other three letters as well. Of course. So the E is for experiences. So sensory discovery through seeing, hearing, smelling, touching, and tasting. And that's also where the element conversation comes in. So I provide resources for people to learn and really hone in on their senses from tactile play to aromatherapy to sound therapy. There's so many ways to experience life through our senses when we're embracing this sense of awareness. And with the second E evolving, that's the whole digital wellness piece. And I'm sure we'll dive more into that conversation as well. But how can we evolve with our technology in this digital age to support our experiences, to foster meditative moments where we can really connect to our inner self? Yeah, that's, uh, it's so, it, it's something that I think, like as you've highlighted it, it's so simple to to understand. But I think a lot of people have such a a difficult time implementing it. But I think it's through a matter of going through the practices of MEEP, and then I assume with the, with the P, you know, working towards a certain. Would you say that the P with standing for purpose is uh, is it about finding your purpose? Is it about pursuing a specific purpose? 
Yeah, purpose is a really also compact word that means something different to everyone. But really just inviting the conversation around purpose instead of just following the path that was paved before us, what are you here to do? And how can you use meditative experiences to evolve that journey to your purpose? And for me, I've found my purpose through my passion. So where passion meets purpose, that's really where you're thriving and flourishing. So finding those moments, but also starting the conversation. Imagine if in school, when you're figuring out when what you want to do is your career, we had a conversation around purpose. How different would your outlook be if you included that when you're making decisions? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I, I hear you on that. It's I think that a lot of times people feel like they're doing things because they feel like they have to, as opposed to working towards a specific purpose or goal or objective and really studying and figuring out, okay, what it is, what is it that I'm meant to be doing in this world? And I think obviously that's definitely a process to figure all that out. It, it, you know, it's a journey, so to speak. And that really brings me to my next question with regards to this question that you ask on your website, which really struck me in a, a very positive way you have on your website, how will you enlighten your journey? And I really, I really like this a lot because it it's really allows me to think about, okay, how can I make this journey not only purposeful, but also enjoyable at the same time? How can I make it a fulfilling journey as opposed to one that is going to suck the energy out of me or, or suck the life out of me if we're, you know, going going to go very deep. So I'm wondering from your perspective, just having been the creator of Meep, how do you believe that we can enlighten our own journeys? I'm so appreciative of you asking this question. And as I've shared, this has been an evolving adaptive process and we're transforming together. And that's why this is so special. But in the most broad terms, enlightening your journey through anything that makes you smile, anything that brings light to the darkness, that counts. That totally is enlightening your journey. But that's really what the resources from the meat movement is here to support. So how can you enlighten your journey through meditative experiences that evolve your purpose? Yeah, I think those are, I, I think it, in a lot of ways, I feel like it's almost a matter of self-care too, is, is figuring out ways in which we can become our best selves and put our best foot forward when we are interacting and, and working with other people. And I think these are big questions, especially nowadays with COVID, where Many of us are very isolated. Perhaps we're only like just seeing family, maybe a couple friends. Uh, it's definitely not like it was. Hopefully later this year, things will make a turn for the better, even if it is gradual. And so in, in this era of, of COVID that we're living in, we're spending so much time online. And I would love to now dive into your work in digital wellness and specifically your role with the Digital Wellness Collective. I know earlier you had talked about 
briefly some of your work with the Digital Wellness Institute. So I would love for you to, to talk about uh, this a bit. We've had a lot of members from the Digital Wellness Collective on this podcast sharing their perspectives on digital wellness and the work that they do. So I, I would love to hear your thoughts on really what digital wellness means to you, but then also specifically what your role is in the Digital Wellness Collective. Beautiful. And as we're living this evolving journey, it's so important to tune inward and connect with ourselves and removing those stigmas and adjectives around what is, you know, our best self or what are we supposed to do, but really just tuning inward and trusting our intuition and that intuitive guide. And for my personal journey, how I got involved with the Institute was actually a very magical process. When I finished Summer Founders program at Delaware, I started my full-time job with Deloitte doing marketing. And that segued into a social media marketing role, similar to what I was doing with my original startup. And through this, I was so hungry and eager for wellness because I felt being in a virtual workplace, although at that time we were in Manhattan, all of the interactions were on the computer. So I had a virtual team, I had virtual stakeholders, everything was online. And it had so much room for improvement. And really tuning into the wellness side of things, I was so grateful that Deloitte was a place where wellness was top of mind. And they had a wellness podcast where they interviewed Amy Blankson. And it was about the future of technology. And when I listened to it, I was just so grateful and excited and inspired that where I was, was a place that they were having these kinds of conversations. So I immediately reached out to Amy Blankson and was fortunate enough to get 15 minutes on her calendar where she was just so inspiring, so wonderful. And she mentioned the collective to me and offered a scholarship rate because I was still early on. And I signed up and became a member immediately. And that's how we got started with our New York meetup last February. And from there, I continued to be really interested in the collective and how we can come together in all the things we are doing to solve this really big problem. And reflecting on my time with Summer Founders at Delaware of, yes, this is a huge problem. This is a global problem. And that's why we need a collective of people around the world to take action and follow their hearts and their purpose around what it is that they're bringing into the world. So I am currently the Director of Engagement of the Digital Wellness Collective, and I am so honored to be able to connect with members around the globe and learn more about how we can continue supporting each other in bringing this work to life. Yeah, I and I applaud you too with regards to that role, because I think that at the heart of the collective is it's really bringing together people with a like-minded mission and and as the the director of engagement you I imagine have a really big part to play in really bringing these people together and it I, for me it's always so inspiring to see people who want similar things in the world that I do but that everyone's kind of going about it in their own unique personal way which is very inspiring to see. And I think one of the biggest things that I think everyone in the community, I know my, myself as well, is that 
or I guess something we're all trying to aim for is really to provide resources to people who are looking for them. And then also something that I'm always kind of trying to experiment with, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. And, and it kind of goes off to what you were saying before, is figuring out how to make this topic worth people's while. So I think that everyone or not, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people have just easy access to so much technology nowadays, so many devices. And it's such a really huge, plays a huge role in all of our lives. But I find, at least in my experience, that sometimes it's difficult to get people to realize the magnitude of of the potential issues that come with technology. And try to figure out ways in which to to make this an interesting topic of conversation since technology plays such a huge part in all of our lives. So what has been your experience with that? I guess what has been your experience in reaching out to those people who might not have that initial interest, but something that you said or maybe someone in the collective said has sparked that that interest? That's a really great question because no matter what it is that we're doing in life, there's always going to be pushback. And my biggest takeaway from the pushback that I've received is that people will receive their spark when they're ready and open to light the match. So connecting to the fire element too, that igniting inside and that waking up is different for everyone on their journeys. And although, you know, and a great example is firsthand with my family of let's eat dinner without phones at the table. And there's sometimes resistance there and trying to explain why is challenging, which is why tools like the movie, The Social Dilemma and all of the resources and facts and statistics that are out there are so helpful for waking people up to understand why it this is important. But something in those moments when there are those pushbacks, I'm learning to become patient. So a metaphor that really helps me is thinking about a butterfly and how when the caterpillar is in its cocoon, we want to help it transform into the butterfly. But sometimes that means just waiting because if we go up to the caterpillar in the cocoon and cut it, trying to help it with the best intentions of wanting to help this caterpillar, then it won't transform into the butterfly. So that is something that I constantly remind myself when I'm connecting with people that aren't really fully open yet. In those moments when they're still manifesting and growing and healing, I try to just provide resources. So statistics and facts and science that just demonstrate, you know, if your phone's in your line of sight, it actually distracts you. So if you just tuck it away or put it out of your field of vision, the smallest little things can really help and support us. So if you are connecting with people or want to continue sharing resources, in Amy and Nina's book that just launched this week, there are so many amazing statistics to really share the importance of digital wellness in this evolving age, especially in the workplace and in homes, especially now that most people are working from home. There are so many blurry lines and a lot of room for improvement. Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. I, th I think you bring up so, so many good points. I love what you were saying about 
you have to, in a lot of ways, wait until that match is ignited in, within someone for them to really be interested in their own digital wellness journey. And I think you're absolutely right. I think depending on the individual, it's going to reach people at, at a variety of different times in a variety of different ways. And so it, it's great to be part of a community like the Digital Wellness Collective who are really pioneers in, in getting this information out there and getting these resources out there as well. I'm wondering, we talk a lot on this podcast about the importance of meaningful relationships and human connection. And I think in a lot of ways, this ties to the conversation around digital wellness. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how you believe digital wellness can help us improve our relationships. I really also appreciate all of the conversations we're talking about, but specifically around relationships, communication charters have been pivotal because if we establish a common understanding about how and when we're going to be communicating, there's no hard feelings. But if you talk to some people, especially the younger generation that's digital natives, if they don't receive a text back, that's very, very hurtful on an emotional level. And in order to protect ourselves and our relationships on all levels, it's really important that we have clear communication around how we're using technology to connect. And especially with the holidays just passing, I really noticed all of the commercials of FaceTime and you know video chat to really connect families for the holidays. So when I was experiencing the holidays virtually with my family, I really invited myself to get curious and notice what's working and what's not working. And what's not working is when there's 20 people on Zoom and everybody's talking at the same time. So why don't you use breakout rooms and connect one-on-one with people? Something else that we did with our not-so-tech-savvy family members was just call people one-on-one and then pass the phone around and talk one-on-one to have a genuine conversation instead of everybody trying to talk at once. But I think the communication charter is pivotal because when I'm communicating with people, especially if we're having a deep, meaningful conversation, they know that they're getting my full attention. And if I'm not answering them, it's not personal. It's because I want to give them my full undivided attention because I value their time and don't want to just blow them off. But that being said, sometimes it is better to just send a message. Hey, I'm out right now. Can I give you a call later this evening? Or just calling. And talking on the phone is amazing. Uh, FaceTime, if that's possible, even better because you get to see people's facial reactions and emotions in that capacity and you're able to have that deeper connection. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love what you're saying so much. I think that the these really, I, I guess, tips that you're giving are, are very very simple. And I think that it's all just a matter of all of us implementing them. I think that at the end of the day, what it comes down to is giving somebody, as, as you said, giving someone your full undivided attention. I think that when we do that, it makes such a powerful impact on the other person and also on ourselves as well. We, we then give ourselves the opportunity to connect with someone on a deeper level. And then the next time that we talk to them, so long as it continues to be 
undivided full attention to them that relationship that friendship really grows into something very fruitful over time so i i absolutely agree with you with everything that you were saying with regards to how digital wellness can help improve our relationships. Beautiful. And especially now in those moments of isolation where we might feel alone, noticing the desire to pick up our phone and then really reflecting on, am I picking up my phone to have a specific conversation with a certain individual or am I going on social media and scrolling to compare myself to other people? And how does that make me feel? So what's a blessing in disguise with this time of isolation is that connection with our inner guide, our inner me. And when we do take that moment to pause before we're picking up the phone, we can really reflect on what is it that I'm looking for? Is it a sense of belonging? Can I give myself a hug and feel even better than my phone would make me feel? And if that's the case, you can just give yourself a hug and walk away from the digital device and feel empowered that you're able to soothe yourself and connect with yourself in this way without technology. Well, and I think at the end of the day, it's like a habit, like anything else. If if you practice the habit of just being mindful of when you're using your phone, practice the habit of putting your phone away at some times, a- after a while, it just becomes automatic. Almost, almost like the inverse of people having the habit of always looking at their phone. People do that without even really thinking about it. The opposite is also true when you start putting it away and giving yourself some intentional time without it, then it becomes instinctual. So uh, Jamie, I have one last question for you, but before I ask you, I just wanted to thank you so much for being on the Relate podcast. It was so great chatting with you, not only about all the work that you're doing, but also just with you as a person. I could tell that you really put your heart and soul into the work that you're doing that you know you're really living your purpose with regards to teaching people about digital wellness spreading awareness about digital wellness as well but then even more focused in that your work around uh, the sensory work and and our relationship to the physical world it's so important to have that nowadays and i like i said earlier it's only going to be more important as we progress as a society, as we progress technologically as well. So thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for the time and space to have this conversation. I am so appreciative. Where can our listeners find out more information about you and all the work that you're doing? I would definitely start with the digitalwellnessinstitute.com. You can learn about the certification course. I'm a visiting teacher and on the instructors page, you can find all of the quick links to my information. And if you are on social media, I have been consolidating my many Instagram accounts into a new blank slate with the handle Reiki with Rose. So on this handle, I am sharing all things energy healing from the elements to sensory discovery and Tibetan tone sound therapy. So there's so much to talk about and explore and discover together. So I hope that these resources continue to be clues that enlighten your journey forward. Great. 
Well, I will make sure to include the links to those various resources in our show notes. So for all you listeners out there, I highly recommend checking out Jamie's various resources. I guarantee that you will learn a lot and you will probably want to continue learning more. So check those out in the show notes. Jamie, last question for you. How can we as a society better relate to one another? By connecting and relating to ourselves, I trust that we're all a mirror of each other. So in moments when we need to connect with each other, connecting with ourselves shares that light forward. Great. What, what a great way to, a uh, great message to leave our listeners with. <laughs> so uh, Jamie, thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Relate. You can let me know your thoughts on this episode by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. Or if you have the Anchor app, feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. You can support this podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much again for tuning in, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.